Welcome to the Renew Life Church podcast. No matter what situation we find ourselves facing, we know that God wants to speak clearly to us. So wherever you're listening from today, we want to thank you for being here. Grab a cup of coffee and join us as we tune in to our Sunday conversation. Well, again, thank you so much for being with us this morning. Uh, incredible time of worship yeah. and prayer. I know because we were there. Yeah. Uh, uh, the ministry time is, as well with Cody. We, uh, I, I got to tell the truth here. We Last week when we recorded worship, I had a specific time I thought Leanne would be done because she was up there recording and a few of our, of our other leadership mm-hmm. team was there. And I had a time in my head of when you were going to be home and because, mm-hmm. you know, as as dads, we still consider watching our own kids babysitting. <laughs> exactly. We feel like we're babysitting and should get paid for it. So uh, I was at home with the kiddos and like it was taking longer and I was like, man, I wonder where she's at. I sent a couple texts, not that, not didn't respond. And uh, all of a sudden I got an email or I got a text from Keith that said, bro, have you talked to Leanne? I said, no, she, I haven't. She's not, are y'all done? Mm-hmm. She's not answering. And he said, mm-hmm. uh, actually, when worship was over, the presence of the Lord was so heavy yeah, in the room. So Everyone just kept worshiping. So the cameras were off and people were laid out on yeah. the on the stage here uh, just worshiping. Yeah. And so uh, I was a little yeah. jealous. I was like, well, I didn't like that I missed that. <laughs> and so. While you were babysitting. Yeah, while I was babysitting somebody's kids. kids. And so um, when they when you got home and you were telling mm-hmm. me all about it, I was like, I want. I hope that what you're saying translated yeah. across the ca- across the camera that, oh, that yeah. people that, that could connect with that. And so mm-hmm. when I uh, I couldn't wait. A few days later, we got the, the the tracks mixed, and and you played those tracks. In fact, I was in the shower, and you just came and stuck a speaker right outside my shower and cranked it up, and I. I I just began to hear the worship and I mean, I just got wrecked mm. right there in the shower and it was so, it was like, wow, it translated the, yeah. the, the atmosphere translated yeah. the presence of God. It's like it, what, whatever was on the music, whatever yeah. was on that moment here translated. Yeah. And so it just got us to thinking, man, we really wanted to uh, just ramp that up, take advantage right. of that. We actually invited our staff up here yeah. uh, and, and we, they were all behind the scenes during the worship uh, that you got a chance to watch just now. And I'm mm-hmm. telling you, it was just incredible. I hope, I believe it translated mm-hmm. to you. Uh, it was it was just incredible to, yeah. to be in the room. Yeah, I, you know, the Lord uh, said something cool to me last week during worship um, when we had this moment. And, you know, he's always there. And his presence is all, like the Bible says, when two or more gather together in his name, mm-hmm. he says, I'll be there. But he spoke something to me very clearly during worship last week, not what you guys just saw, but the week before. And he said, I was in the middle of worship and we just had this incredible moment. And he said, see, I will meet you wherever. Mm. And when he said it, it just, oh, it was just so clear. It's like I could see the words written in my heart. See, like, see, don't fear. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about this season. I will meet you wherever. And it's just, it's just been another reminder to me of the faithfulness of God in whatever season we find ourselves Mm -hmm. in this craziness that we're finding ourselves in right now, the oil and gas industry, the whole thing, I will meet you right in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. And so here in this auditorium where we've been recording worship with no, no, no congregation, not even a full band at times, he's met us right where we're at and uh, he's just so faithful. So it's been, it's been amazing. It's yeah. been amazing. It's been an incredible journey. Yeah. So, uh, yep. but anyway, again, I hope you got ministered to Cody. Yeah. Cody stole in his ministry time. He stole some of my stuff as he was <laughs> doing his ministry time uh, during the recording of worship. I was like, well, I'm going to have to come up with some new material because Cody stole it all. 
Uh, so I, I'm, I'm half joking. It was just incredible. It's, it's just incredible to see that in the midst of all this, God's still speaking. Yes. God's still working. God's still moving. Yeah. Uh, it, even for us as a team, it's like, okay, everything's changed so much. Mm-hmm. And we're still wondering like, Hey, do we, can we still do this? Are we still hearing God? It's just a unique time. Mm-hmm. And so that was just, it was just so cool to see. Yeah. But anyway, I, I do have some news. I want to give you guys a bit of an update. I don't know that we've all gone this far mm-hmm. making it clear. Uh, I think we put out on social media, I think maybe this week today, or I think. Is it go out today? Just, yeah, about how we're not coming back to church right now. Yeah, we're not coming back right now. Mm-hmm. And, and we have some things scheduled mm-hmm. through the month of May. I've got some incredible, incredible guest speakers uh, lined up this th- this this week. Actually, mm-hmm. it's, you will have already missed it. Mm-hmm. So last week it was Ed Trout. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I hope you enjoyed that. I'm sure I will. Mm-hmm. I'm like recording this the day before we're doing it. So <laughs> you're doing good. You're you're on track. Yeah. So last week was Ed Trout. Next week we're gonna have Jason Valentin. Who, uh, this week. The, yeah, this coming week yeah. we're gonna have Jason Valentin. The week after that we're gonna have Banning Leapshire from Jesus Culture, and then the final week we super, haven't said an, we haven't said this. Yet. I don't know if we've announced it yet. No, I know we haven't announced yeah, it yet. So we uh, we're gonna have Chris Valentin. I'll be interviewing yeah. Chris Valentin live on Instagram Live. You're absolutely not gonna want to miss that. It's gonna be incredible. Yeah. And so uh, we're gonna Exciting. continue to do that through the month of. May, but given some of the um, the guidelines from our, our local and state officials, uh, we we have been released to have service. We could have had service actually this week at 25% capacity, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of ga- guidelines on spacing of rows, as, and as you know, we don't have control over the spacing of the rows in the theater, right. uh, and so we could not meet this week for that very reason. Uh, even at 50%, we could not meet some of their standards. So we've kind of set a goal that when the when the local and state officials say that we can meet at 75% mm-hmm. capacity, we will actually be able to have church. And so yeah. we have set a tentative start date coming back to the theater of June the 7th. So mm-hmm. we're hopefully going to see. Yeah, we're super excited. I can't imagine what it's, it's going to be It's going to be like. a party. Oh, it's going to be an absolute party for sure. And so June 7th, we're, we're looking to come back. We're working on right now what that's going to look like in children's ministry areas yeah. to be as safe as we possibly can. But there are just certain things given our, our facility yeah. that we can and can't do. Right. And so looking forward to June the 7th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also just want you to know we are still on track. Uh, as the building project continues to, to happen, it hasn't slowed down really at all. There were some weather delays early on in February mm-hmm. that set us back a little bit. But we are actually still on track for a, a I think it's September 13th, mm-hmm. September 13th grand opening yeah. of our new building. So we're working as hard and fast as we can. So put those two dates in your mm-hmm. calendar, June 7th, end of May. We're going to come back to the theater. To the theater. Mm-hmm. And then September 13th, things are still on track. So we'll actually only be at the theater for a few more months yeah, after we come back. Long. And then we'll actually have a building. I think we should celebrate by having you shave your mustache. How about See, that? I just, I don't, I can't go on. I just, I can't do this anymore. I don't even know how to come the back. Holy Spirit that. just leave. Holy Spirit just left the building. He, he was so proud of my mustache. But anyway, no, seriously, we we're excited about some of those yeah. dates coming down the pipe, and we wanted to keep you in the loop yeah. on that. So anyway. You ready to get started? Yes, I'm ready. Let's, Let's jump go. right in. Uh, if you got your Bibles, you can open them to Second Chronicles chapter seven. And I just want to give a, a brief reminder of kind of where, uh, where, where we're coming from with this series. Uh, we started 2020, actually we ended 2019, started 2020, uh, just sharing with you what we felt God was saying mm-hmm. to us about what was the year. And I'm not mm-hmm. usually like that about no, years and this is what God's saying this year. But he, he spoke very clearly to me this year that what 2020 was supposed to be, mm-hmm. that this was going to be a year to believe the prophets and so shall you prosper. We said, it says that in second Chronicles 2020. And so that was something that was on our radar of, of let's pay really close attention to the prophetic voices in our life. And let's not just hear the words of the prophets. Let's actually engage our faith 
in the words of the prophet. The Bible says, if you believe the word, you'll do the word, the written word of God. Right. Well, the same thing goes for prophetic words. If we believe prophets are speaking on behalf of God, mm. our faith has to get connected. We actually need to do something aligned with that, in align with that faith, alignment with that faith. And so uh, that was a big word for us. Uh, what are the prophets saying? It's something we really started to look at and go, okay, the ones that we trust, mm. what are we hearing, especially when this, when this pandemic hit, when COVID-19 hit, when the economy began to crash, and especially the, the oil and gas economy, we just said, okay, Lord, what, what is being said from those prophetic voices? And it came out loud and clear in multiple places. Second Chronicles 714, I'll read it again. It says, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and I will heal their land. I think we can all admit that's what needs to happen. Yeah. We need a we need a mass healing yeah. of our land. That's we right. need a healing of physical bodies. We need mm -hmm. a healing from this COVID nineteen. We need a healing economically. Mm -hmm. People that have been they've been hurt, they've been mm -hmm. injured economically, and their 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 businesses have crumbled. Mm -hmm. Some business, like you told me on the way here, a local a business here has completely shut their doors or said, we're not mm -hmm. even coming back. Mm -hmm. Those things are real. They're happening. We're seeing people lose their jobs. Another thing we're seeing is the a toll that this season has taken on family marriages, and marriages. Yeah. I was telling you about some research I was yeah. reading uh, from, from China when they opened their economy back that they had an instant 60% spike in the divorce rate, which means people spent, had to, were under house arrest, stay at home order. Yeah. And the longer they, as they were sitting there together mm -hmm. with their one they're supposed to love, they came to the conclusion, mm -hmm. I don't want this anymore. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality of it is, is that's happening here. There are people that are being uh, forced in close contact with their, with their family and their spouses and things that have not been resolved exactly. are, yeah. are being forced to the surface. Right. And so the, this, this concept of God healing our land, I believe that, ref, that applies to so many different mm -hmm. things. And so, um, that's, that's this word from the prophetic voices that we trust so much. Mm. We, we took this and went, okay, if this is what they're saying, then what are we supposed to be doing? Yeah. Very clearly, if my people who, that's us, who are called by my name, remember you have a call of God on your life, will humble themselves, pray, okay. seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then it says God engages in his part. Then he hears. Then he forgives. And then he heals. Amen. And so uh, we just took that as an assignment to say, okay, let's, mm -hmm. let's do this. We need, to, we need to talk about humility. We need to talk about prayer. We need to talk about what we're going to talk about today, uh, seeking God's mm -hmm. face. And that's actually yeah. what we want to talk about today yeah. is just seeking the face of God just and, and jumping right mm -hmm. in there. Um, funny story came up when we were studying this. And I don't remember exactly if this was, <laughs> I think it was like two years ago, year and a half, two years ago. And I was talking to Leanne. And I don't remember. I, I, I think you might have been saying, "You're you're just not the man you used to be. You don't tell me sweet things like you used to. You don't buy me flowers." And she's like, "If you could only go back and read some of the things you used to send me when we were dating." And I think subtly in my mind, I was like, "Yeah, thank God that's nowhere to be found." And you're like, "You do know I still have those." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" I had a whole box of stuff. <laughs> Come to find out, of the original Braden. <laughs> The original. Thing. I'm, I'm telling you, this was a, this was this one got me. So she says, "Yeah, I still have printed out copies in the closet of when we used to talk. Now get ready 
on AOL Instant Messenger. Come on, somebody. How many guys remember? You have to be born before, like, 1985, I think, to it, know what AOL to, to Instant know what Messenger is. To know what that dial-up tone was <laughs> yeah. when you had to not... Yeah. <laughs> like, just to get, oh on, get on the internet. Yeah. Well, anyway, this is weird. The train is coming Because we didn't live in the same towns. We didn't. So that's how, that's what we used. So we talked. But here's the thing. We were supposed to just be friends talking, but if you, you don't save conversations you had with your friend, which lets you know that really since day one, it's been her stalking and pursuing right exactly but to be more clear everyone um, believes that i'm sure so anyway but here's what got me so you had printed off conversations <laughs> between your handle which was i don't even think they called them handles i don't even know what they is called it, it is it handle that's what they i think that's your instagram handle i thought it was like for handle. truckers or, i need somebody from the thumbs up is it what's called handle i'm getting a thumbs up they're okay. saying that I'm okay, right. whatever. so but it used to be that you were Lee Happy. I can't believe we're talking about this right now. <laughs> you were Lee Happy, and I was Scoops 05 BC. Yep. And Scoops was a baseball thing. So if you're a baseball player out there, you get it. So he's got some scoops. But so anyway, I was like, You still have that stuff? And you're like, Oh, yeah, I got it in the closet. Mm-hmm. We pulled it out, and I, to this day, I refute the findings of the papers because as I reread some of the things that I said, there's no way those words came out of oh, my mouth. Oh, you were so sweet and mushy-gushy and cared about all my feelings, which which is the kind of man I was looking for. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is so awkward even talking about it right now because I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I read it, and mm-hmm. I, I was like, this is not real. This yep. is just not even reality. And, You're asking me about my dreams and desires. Uh, I wish I had a printout right now. Like, I would read it right now. Well, on here's this, the thing. I actually, I actually thought you were going to bring them yeah, right, before we started, right before we started filming. I was like, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't bring, bring those, did you? So, uh, but anyway, all jokes aside, I, it, this is, and this is the truth. This, it was incredible. It was such a shock to read that and go, holy smokes. This is, this is what mm. someone who's pursuing something yeah. does. This is yeah. what, this is what, how you're willing to, I mean, Throw aside what you think about how cool you are and all, whatever. No, you're you're 100% focused on I'm after this prize. Yeah. I, I, I am pursuing this person in with everything with everything that I have. And it's interesting because, and, and I'm kind of telling us here a little bit, yeah. uh, in 2020, 2020 was a year, obviously from the prophetic standpoint, we've already talked about that, but uh, you and I spent some time just really seeking the Lord as to what mm-hmm. we were supposed to be doing. And I think we came to the conclusion, I know we came to the conclusion that uh, we didn't feel like, and we actually felt like God spoke, that our marriage was not where it was supposed to be. Yeah. More, more specifically, that the marriage that we had and the bond that we had and what love and understanding and communication that we had, we felt like the Lord was saying that there's something coming in your future. Now, mind mm-hmm. you, uh, this is before the Lord had spoken to us about moving to Lubbock and planning the second church and all the things that are happening right now in our in our ministry. Yeah, more like the end of 2019, Yeah, 20, the end of yeah. 2019, first of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, he began to speak to us and, and basically said, the marriage you have now will not survive where I want to take you. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like a, the Lord saying, I need you to grow up in this area. Yeah. I need you to grow in your marriage. And I... As interesting as it was, it was almost embarrassing to have to admit, mm-hmm. uh, as a leader and, and just as a person, I'm and, and you're the same way in your own way. We're very intentional about certain things. We're very mm-hmm. intentional about the things we care about. We're very intentional and, and passionate in our pursuit of certain things. But I think in the middle of all that, we just noticed that we have not been at, we had not been as intentional yeah. with making sure that we were right. constantly growing. Maybe we didn't even realize you could. It's like, well, you get yeah. married. Can you continue to grow? Yeah. Well, the answer is yes. Yes, you can. Well, you just get in ruts and habits. And what well, yeah. we've been married 17 years and 
Um, I think you just, you have kids and you have jobs and you have a life and you just do your thing. Yeah. And sometimes you look up and you realize we're kind of apart. Yeah. We're kind of living together, but separate. And I think I'm so thankful for the Holy Spirit. And I'm also thankful to have a husband that says, hey, um, let's get back on track. Yeah. You know, and I think there's no shame in that. And God wants us to grow. He needs us to grow. He needs us to keep moving forward. Yeah. And so I think when we realized that we'd had a little, we just been fighting more often mm -hmm. and things like that. And just realizing that what we had currently, it needed strengthened. Yeah. It needed fortification. It needed to grow. Yeah. And there, we felt an urgency on it. Well, like there was something th coming. And back. we had seen things and not mm -hmm. this, is, this applies to everybody, but I think it applies in some ways to everybody. Mm -hmm. uh, growing up in ministry, we had oh, yeah. just we had just seen where, for the sake of the ministry, marriage, mm -hmm. family, lots of other things, took a back seat. Oh yeah. And I, I actually think that it goes to anything. You can be as as a man, you can be in such pursuit of mm. uh, the business that you're building, the promotion that you're looking for. As women, sometimes you're so busy and focused on the kids. Your kids. Yeah, yeah, that's one we've talked mm -hmm. about a lot. So I think it can, it happens mm -hmm. all, to everyone, but we saw because we grew up in homes with ministry, uh, our parents were pastors mm -hmm. and in ministry. And then we, all the people we knew were mm -hmm. in ministry. And so, uh, I think we just saw that, Hey, just because you're a Christian and just because you're in ministry doesn't mean your marriage is going to last. Yeah. It's not going to happen. We watched dear friends of ours go through ugly divorces and it was like, wait mm -hmm. a minute, they're, they're not supposed to be going through a divorce. And so, and we weren't, again, we were nowhere near divorced. It was just like, okay, this is, we're not seeing heaven on earth mm -hmm. in, our, <laughs> in marriage. our marriage. Yeah. We, we, it's, and it's funny, you declare heaven on earth in your physical <laughs> body, heaven on earth in your finances, heaven on earth and for your church and for other people, but you're supposed to be having heaven on earth in your yeah. marriage. And we just weren't experiencing that. So the Lord began to talk to us about it. And one of the things we agreed to do was one, we both started seeing different counselors, mm -hmm. which I think that in and of itself was a big help for us. Mm -hmm. Something that was new to us. We didn't grow up watching yeah. uh, leaders talk about seeing counselors or therapists or anything like that. Yeah. I grew up with it being a, almost a mark it's of like a shame yeah. or a weakness, um, where if you had to go to a counselor or, or see a therapist, that mean you didn't meant you didn't have enough faith. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just not the case. Yeah. It's just not the case. These are tools that God's put in our lives. He made some people really yeah. smart to help yeah. us. And people that have gone before us and have gone through these things that actually know yeah. how to help. Well, so. we, and we found some of those smart yeah. people. And thank, God, thank goodness we had relationships in our life to say, yeah. hey, here's some things you could, you should consider. Mm -hmm. But one of the things we both agreed on was to read a book, Jimmy mm -hmm. Evans' Marriage on the Rock yeah. Book. So uh, and I highly recommend that yes. to anyone. It is just, it's an absolutely it's incredible awesome. read. And so I've actually listened to it twice mm -hmm. since we started this in late January. And um, I, I was listening to the book, and, and it's interesting because you, you even mm -hmm. joked, you reminded me a lot of Jimmy Evans. Mm -hmm. And so as I was listening to him talk, I found myself identifying with so much, so many things about his trains of thought and just how he communicated things. And in that book, I felt like I found something that it just, it, man, it just got my attention. It's like, it's like, that's, this is why I read this book. This is mm -hmm. why the Lord had me do this. I don't know mm -hmm. about you, but I know it's why he had me do this. Uh, and I want to read this out of Revelations chapter two. Who would have, who would have thunk you can get <laughs> revelation about marriage in the book of Revelations mm -hmm. that's supposed to be about scary beasts and lamps and <laughs> scrolls and all the, the weird stuff, right? Except when, when Jimmy read this, I thought this is absolutely incredible. Revelations chapter two, starting in verse two. And here he is talking to the church in Ephesus says, I know your works, your labor, 
your patience and that you cannot bear those who are evil and that you have tested those who say they are apostles and they're not and you've found them liars and you have persevered and have patience and have labored for my name's sake and have not become weary. Nevertheless, I have this against you, that you have left your first love. Mm. Remember, therefore, from where you have fallen, repent Mm. and do the first works or else I will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent. Mm. Again, this was about marriage, and we're going to connect this to seeking God because I think yeah. there's so much symbolism here because our there's no earthly covenant relationship that represents our covenant relationship with our father more than a husband and wife. And yeah. so there's a lot that can be learned from that. He tells, he says this to the, in the, in the, in Revelations, Jimmy connects this, what, what they're saying to the church in Ephesus, he connects it to married couples. And he said, I see your first works, or I see how you used to talk to your then, uh, girlfriend when you were on AOL, AOL Instant <laughs> Messenger. I saw the sweet things you did. I saw how you considered her. I saw how you gave up discomforts to stay up all night and talk throughout the night and didn't care how tired you were the next morning when you woke up. I saw the things that you bought her. I saw the things that I saw all the things, the works that you were willing to do when you so believed that just having her would just change your world forever. I saw what you were willing to do then. And then he says, but it shows that in this church, this church in Ephesus, they had that in the, in the, at first, but then it says they lost their love. Wow. So it's interesting that they were, they started off doing great works and laboring, but then somewhere along the way, they lost the love yeah. or they lost the emotion or they lost the passion. And then he says, so what you need to do to get the passion, the emotion, mm-hmm. the love back is go back to doing the works which it seems almost mm. contradictory because it's like, yeah. well, love and emotion and works, like what do those have mm-hmm. to do, any, do with each other? Mm. And it's introducing this idea that <clears throat> passion follows pursuit. Yeah. You used, to, you used to have a passion for me. You mm. had a feeling of love toward me, but because you were, you were working towards me, yeah. you were moving towards me, you were, there were works involved, you were laboring to do that. And the reason you don't have the feeling anymore or it's not getting you, giving mm-hmm. you the tingles. It's because you've stopped trying. You stopped yeah. working. I remember J- Jimmy connected this in the book. He said, there's a reason some of your marriages are failing. And it's not because uh, the Lord has changed his plan for your mm-hmm. life or, or any actually any big thing. You've just stopped doing the work. Yeah. You've stopped putting in the work. No wonder you don't feel that way anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not putting in the work. Mm-hmm. Some of the, the early work that you did is what made that passion grow. Yeah. And you know, as we were talking about that this week, it's like we're reading these scriptures about this is, these are the things that God's looking for in his people right now. He's looking for his people to humble themselves and pray and seek his face. And I just wonder, it's like, as it pertains to seeking God, are, do we still have that same pr- yeah. passionate seeking God that mm-hmm. we once had? Yeah. Are we still seeking God the way maybe we once did? Mm-hmm. Has the discomfort, has the disconnection from the way we've done church before and, and things being more difficult, what has that done for our pursuit of God? Yeah. And it, and what is the answer? Is the answer that, man, well, as soon as church gets back, it'll all be back to, you know, <laughs> go back to normal. Mm. Well, if that's the case, then maybe we had a relationship with church instead of a relationship with God. Mm. Well, Maybe that's the answer. 
And I think I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm confessing right here in front of everyone. These are things I've had to ask myself. Absolutely. Have I just become good at doing church? Yeah. Or good just when it's easy. Or, or, or do I do yeah. it because it's easier and when yeah. there's a rhythm and I got all the comforts of all the, mm. the, the things that make it easy to do this. And I've got great other, other, other preachers who can preach if I want to take a weekend off. And we've got a great worship team where, where we're not taxed every single weekend like a lot, of, a lot of people are. We have this incredible church that's just so generous, such giving church. We don't have, we've almost never, ever, until we started building a building, really, we've never even had to consider money. All these things are going so well that all of a sudden everything changes. Mm. Everything's not as easy requires me to work again, requires me to think again, dream again, readjust how everything that we do. And it's like, wow, Mm. did I just feel inconvenienced? Yeah. Because all of a sudden I had to, I mean, really pursue. Yeah. Like I haven't in a a long time. And if, I mean, honestly, it's just a very convicting thing to think about. It's like maybe if I don't feel the way I used to feel, Mm -hmm. which I'm not saying that's the case. But if you don't feel the way you used to feel, mm-hmm. are you still doing the works that yeah. you did when it was fresh? Yeah, and I, I, I think, um, you know, I had someone ask me the other day, and this is a, a question that I've had too. It's like um, sometimes we go through seasons where it, God, it, God feels silent. Or um, I've heard people say like, um, I just feel far from God right now. Um, God's not speaking. Well, I, I believe in those moments, in those seasons is when we have to go back to where does our pursuit, where is our pursuit level? If passion follows pursuit and I'm not hearing anything from the Lord and I'm not feeling anything, then where have I been lacking in that? Because I'll tell you this, if something's changed, it's not God. Mm. If something has changed and and you're not hearing, you're not feeling, um, then it's not God because He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he doesn't change. And he doesn't lie. And he is just. And he is truth. Truth is one of his names. He is truth. Jesus is truth. And so I think in my life, I've had to go back and say, you know, there's been different seasons. There's so many seasons where it's really hard. It's hard to pursue. Mm -hmm. And I think especially in America, um, we have it, like you were just saying, we have it so easy. Mm -hmm. We have it so easy. There are people where live in countries where it's illegal to be a Christian yeah. and they go to church underground and hiding yeah. because well, they will get thrown in jail. Well, I want you to think about this. I, we've had people that since we've started, since everything's happened, we've had to go to online church like you're mm-hmm. watching now and our home groups have gone to, um, Zoom, Zoom. Mm-hmm. and, uh, well, I've, I'm connected with Bethel Leaders Network, so I also have a group of pastors from around mm-hmm. the world that I've started meeting with over, and we had started this before meeting over Zoom. Mm-hmm. And just the other day, uh, on a, one of our calls, one of the one of the, the leaders in the call was saying how they they do a lot of work with Iranian churches. Yeah. And she said, and to be honest with you, when we started doing Zoom and churches have had to switch to mm-hmm. Zoom, she said I was this was a piece of cake for me because I do a lot of work with underground churches in Iran. They can't meet. Yeah. They're not even allowed to meet. So they have to use covert systems like Zoom right, and meet. Right. And they have to stay in their homes and stay quiet. Mm-hmm. And so there are churches that this is the only mm-hmm. church they know. Yeah. This is all that they know. For us, it's this incredible discomfort. Right. For them, it's they, they're just so thankful mm-hmm. that they have the internet. Anything. Yeah. Anything so that they can connect mm-hmm. and see other people's faces. Mm-hmm. That's how they worship. Yeah. That's how they hear the teaching. Absolutely. I think it puts a lot in perspective. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're not trying to bring condemnation for sure. No. Sobering. Um, it's just sobering for us. Yes. And we, we just want to talk about these things because 
if we want healing in our in our land, mm-hmm. if we want health in our homes, if we want res- restoration in our marriages and with our our relationships with our children, um, all those things that this scripture in Second Chronicles seven fourteen says that we can have, then these things being humble, praying, seeking His face, turning from our wicked our ways, mm-hmm. these things are the things we want to focus on so that you can experience yeah. this healing. And I think I was, I was thinking about. Matthew 6.33, it wasn't even in my original notes, but Matthew 6.33 says, Seek first the kingdom of God, his kingdom, his way of doing things, and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. And seeking in in Hebrew, one of the definitions is actually pursue, aim after, go after. And so if we are seeking after him first, whatever that looks like in your life, taking steps towards seeking him, whether that is... Um, getting up, spending time in prayer. Um, if you're a mom of little kids, I know that can be really hard. I was meeting with a friend the other day, and we were talking about how the devil likes to come and bring shame about how much time you don't have to mm-hmm. spend with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you this, God honors faith, and he honors steps, and he honors anything towards seeking his face. Anything that you can do, small adjustments. I was listening to Stephen Furtick this morning talk about small pivots and small changes have huge um, have huge fruit in our lives. Well, then last week we talked about prayer, yeah, and we timed the Lord, the Lord's, the Lord's prayer, prayer, which is the perfect prayer, seconds. seven seconds, seventeen point five eight mm-hmm. or five three seconds, something like that. Yeah. So Jesus in His model spent seventeen seconds showing you this is what prayer yeah. is supposed to look like. Right. So that it, what a relief that is. Not that I'm uh, saying I'm I'm look, I'm not looking to do the bare minimum. Right. That's not my That's heart. That's not our heart. But yeah. my heart is. Obviously not to let the enemy come to a, to a mom who's got so many things going yeah. on. She's doing everything she knows. Mm-hmm. And the longest prayer she can pray is say, Lord, can you please help me today? Yeah. I'm not going to be able to do this without yeah. you. Her five-minute devotional or wow. whatever that looks like is just seeking his face, um, turning your attention to him, turning your focus to him. Yeah. Um, and I was thinking, too, about uh, <laughs> just a fire. A fire will eventually go out if you don't take care of it. Mm-hmm. A fire will eventually... Um, go out from rain or however fires go out. They just go out. But if you'll tend it, if you'll add logs to it, if you will um, pay attention to the fire, Mm -hmm. um, it will only grow and it will only burn hotter. And that is, I believe, you know, I was going back to a time in my life where, you know, I've never, I've kind of always known the Lord. Um, I feel like I've been saved forever, all my life. I, I know that I, asked Jesus to come into my heart sometime around like age three or four. I don't really remember, but I know that I did. And, um, and so I never had this moment where I came back to Jesus or I was rescued from the, the, the throes of sin and darkness. Mm-hmm. And, um, I know so many people have that story. And when I was growing up, I used to be envious of, of the people who had such white, hot, passionate pursuit of God because they had been rescued and set free in such a dramatic way. And I just kind of always knew him. Mm. And um, so sometimes it's it's even harder to, to stoke a fire and get yeah. a fire going when you don't necessarily have some crazy story yeah, or sure. experience, but he's just always been faithful. When you said this word earlier today when we were studying, uh, that word complacency. Yeah. When it's when it's you, you get so easy to get complacent mm-hmm. when you look at your own life and you're like, well, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm not doing this. And I'm I've kind of got all I need. Yeah. It's it's real good. easy to kind of start going through the motions. Yeah. Um, and so it's just important that we that we keep that fire going yeah. and that we um, seek after Jesus. And even when um, it's not convenient, even when 
we are tired. Even when um, it takes a lot of work, he is our prize. Mm. And he is, he's the answer to everything that we need in our lives. And you know what? And if you have enough right now for you and your family and you feel good, then stoke that fire for others. Mm. Stoke that fire and re- Kindle that passion on the inside of you for the Lord so that you can build the kingdom of God, so that you can reach out and help other people. Well, I want to read this because you're you're touching on all the good stuff here. Uh, I want to read from 2 Timothy uh, chapter 1 and verse 3. Paul's writing to Timothy. If you didn't know this already, uh, Paul was like a spiritual father to Timothy. Timothy was a a spiritual son of his. And so you have Paul had left Timothy back to uh, to, in, in leading of a church, and he had gone on planting other churches. And so you have him writing this letter to Timothy. It says, I thank God whom I serve as my ancestors did with a clear conscience. As night and day, I constantly remember you in my prayers. Recalling your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy again. Mm-hmm. I'm, remind, I'm reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your grandmother Lois mm-hmm. and in your mother Eunice. And I am persuaded now lives in you. So he's encouraging him about, man, yeah. First of all, I miss you. Can't mm-hmm. wait to we're back together. I think a lot of us feel that way about church. We're just ready to get back together. <laughs> just people. Yeah, just people in general uh, that aren't uh, four in your diaper change children. or your own yes. children. Don't miss them yeah. much. Right and now. so he says, I'm, re- I, I'm reminded, or I, I'm, I miss you, mm-hmm. basically. And I'm, as I, when I pray for you, I have this connection with you in the spirit when I pray for you. And I'm reminded of this incredible faith that started in your grandmother, mm-hmm. went on to your mother. Now it's in you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I know that that faith, that seed of faith, it's still in there. But then he says this, it's, he said, for this reason, I'm reminding you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you, though in you through the laying on of my hands for the spirit of God gave us does not make the spirit for the spirit God gave us does not mm-hmm. make us timid, but gives us power, love and self-discipline. Mm-hmm. So he tells Timothy, he's like, look, I know what's in there. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you don't believe. I'm not saying the good stuff's not on the inside. Mm-hmm. But it's almost as if without condemning him publicly, he's saying, hey, so that little, that thing that used to be a fire in you. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting how he even says the fire got in there. He says the fire came, the, the gift of God came by the laying on of hands. In other words, when I laid my hands on you. So you see an impartation from a spiritual leader mm-hmm. into another person, a spiritual father into a spiritual son. A lot of times that's what happens when people yeah. go to church or go talk with a mentor or a spiritual father. Someone who's been somewhere that they're, they're not, they light fires mm-hmm. in people. They speak of what's possible. They've, they've been there, done that, got the t-shirt. They see a potential in someone. They care more about uh, seeing other people come mm-hmm. to God. Mm-hmm. Other people learn about their, their, their purpose and their destiny. And so they start in, in, in imparting into young people what God has for them. And a fire is lit because a spiritual leader mm-hmm. did that. That happens at church. A lot yeah, of people show up to church mm-hmm. and they're like, oh my gosh, the church was incredible. Well, all the way to church, they were fighting, arguing. There was no prayer. There was no Holy Spirit. There was no we presence of God, of which we've had as well. But what I love about church is church is what family's supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. When one's weak, the other's strong. Yeah. And, and, and we're doing this together. But a lot of times you come into a worship atmosphere and you're like, oh, my gosh, the presence of God mm-hmm. is so incredible right mm-hmm. now. Well, that's because a worship team, someone that had done some work that you hadn't done, mm-hmm. in, created an atmosphere that you didn't mm-hmm. create so that you could enjoy it yeah. and then imparted that in you. Well, guess what? 
Right now, we don't have that worship team to go in. We can't go into that, into that building and be in that atmosphere with all the people and see all the energy. That we don't have that. And it's easy when you don't have things like, like that, that that fire that was put in you, one day you look and it's like, man, I, it's still orange, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, when a campfire starts to go out, you're looking for the orange. Is, yeah. there any, is there anything left? And that's what Paul's telling Timothy here. He's like, look, I know there's some sincere faith in you. I know there's a gift of God in you. There's a purpose in you. But I think that since I've left or since you've been disconnected from someone else doing it for you, it's turned into a little ember. And I'm telling you, mm. fan that flame. Yeah, it's good. So it says there's actually, you have a responsibility. Mm. There's, there's some responsibility you have. Mm. Someone put something in there. Now it's time mm-hmm. for you to do the work, just yeah. like we talked about with marriage. Mm-hmm. There was once this, this passion, this love, it died, not mm-hmm. because it's, well, God's saying you got to go find somebody else. No, you stop doing the work. You stop mm-hmm. putting fire, firewood on the fire. Yeah. That big flame has turned into a little ember, and it's time to go fan that flame. Yeah, I love that. And I, I, I love that because it says, the first part of that says, we have the faith. Mm-hmm. Basically, number one, it says, we have the faith the faith already lived that lived in your grandmother and your mother. Mm-hmm. And now I know I see it in you too. So yeah. first of all, we've got to realize we have the faith yeah, to true. do this. Right. So we have the faith. Number two, we've got to begin to build ourselves up. We've got to fan that flame. And then number three, we have the self-discipline, the spirit of, of the yeah. living God lives on the inside of us. And so we have what it takes to do this. True. And I think it's just sometimes just believing that, Hey, God's He's imparted into every single believer a measure of faith. So we can do this. We can fan this flame. And then I love James 4, 7 that says, uh, sorry, 4, 8. It says, come close to God and God will come close to you. Yeah. And some translations say, draw near to God. But notice who, who goes who's, first. Who's drawing first. Who goes first. Yeah. So it's our responsibility, but there's such reward on the other side of it. There's such, there's such reward. And I just want to say this, and, we'll, and then I want us to take communion. But mm. um, I think when you... We've been in a church season where the the grace of God has mm-hmm. been uh, revealed to us in a way. I know that's what happened to us mm-hmm. years ago, where God's grace that I just it's like you know that God's gracious and there's the grace of God, but I mean yeah. I don't think I fully understood what it means the finished work of the cross that what mm-hmm. Jesus did for me that I'm no longer my relationship with God or or my right I should say it this way my right standing with God is yeah. no longer dependent upon my works but His grace. I think it's real easy to um, maybe slide off into hearing a message like this and say, well, man, this is just sounds like a works message. Sounds legalistic. It sounds legalism. Yeah. It sounds like mm-hmm. legalism. It sounds like it's all my effort that God's not going to do anything if he, uh, if, if I don't first do it. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I need you to understand something. Go all the way back to the garden of Eden and let's look at what God, God intended for this thing mm-hmm. to be. He builds this incredible garden. He puts in, people in there with all this provision. And he says, now, Tend to the garden. I want you to be a part of the family business. He, I want you to join. I want you to co-labor with me. In fact, there's a scripture that mm-hmm. says we, we're, we're called to be co-laborers with Christ. This work that you're not you're doing, it's not to, it's not to get you in right standing with God. It's to partner with God to get others in right standing with Him. That's so good. We have yeah. a, there's a call on our life yeah. to partner with the advancing of the kingdom. You just said mm-hmm. it. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, mm-hmm. the advancement of God's rule mm-hmm. on this planet. That, that should be a pursuit of ours. Mm-hmm. It's hard to, if it's hard to, to spread fire if we're not on fire. Mm-hmm. 
we got to have fire first. It's so good. we got to have fire on, on the inside of us. Yeah. So we've got to fan that flame. And when our relationship with God it starts to look like it's not what we thought, mm-hmm. it, fan the flame. Pursue him. Go mm-hmm. after him. Do something you've never done before. Mm-hmm. I remember telling people this one, uh, somebody, this one time uh, as it pertains to worship. Do something crazy. <laughs> do, do something that you've never done. I said, in fact, as it pertains to worship, you want to you see where you're at in terms of what your relationship with God looks like. And if you want to take it to a whole other level, go in a room all by yourself. Turn on some worship music. Stand up. Start jumping up and down, spinning around, <laughs> clapping your hands all by yourself. And ask yourself, how weird do I feel? <laughs> How, how weird yeah. do I feel? Yeah. Of all the things that that lets us know, one is that do, do I have a, a real mm. relationship with him mm. where I know he knows me, I know he's not judging me, but, but also if you'll take steps of faith like that where you say, you know, mm. I'm willing to feel awkward, even if it reveals that maybe there's some things in my life that need to change, I'm willing to do something to get close to him again, yeah. to draw near to him again. Girl, yeah. and just like you said, drawing near to God. Mm-hmm. He'll draw near to us. Yeah. And so Good that's time. that's really, we just wanted to encourage you. First of all, if you're watching this, you're already doing this. Mm-hmm. You're actually already doing this. You're already making uh, mm-hmm. adjustments. You're making changes. You're in pursuit of God. Yeah. You, you've you've calmed your house down enough or, you're, or you've chosen <laughs> to put this on as you're driving down the road on your, uh, on your phone. <laughs> or you're in your closet or, by yourself. Or you're in your closet in by yourself hiding. <laughs> Whatever, wherever it is that you're at, you're making efforts. You're doing more than yeah. you used to have to do to get this. So I would just say, just trust that you're one of those people that you are yeah. seeking his face, which means God is hearing your prayer. Absolutely. God is hearing your prayer. He is mm-hmm. forgiving. He is showing mercy to you and he's yeah. coming to heal your land. He's coming to heal your family. He's coming to heal your finances. He's coming into your world. Thanks for tuning in today. You can stay connected with Renew Life Church by following us on Facebook or Instagram or by visiting our website at www.renewlifechurch.com. We love you and hope you feel encouraged from this message today.